Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now you're probably hearing a lot of it at the moment. Invariably, someone will moan, "Oh, the heat would kill you." We moan about the rain and the cold, but when it gets a bit summery, we somehow can't handle it. But that's not just because Irish people are never happy. There are physiological reasons for this too. Dean Burnett is a neuroscientist, lecturer and author. Dean, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, John. Uh, What's the temperature like where you are? Oh, 27 degrees uh, for a Celt like yourself. Uh, Not not really. Not very nice. Ouch! Yeah. That's 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 not good. Yeah. No, so no, that's not ideal. No, you know the way it gets heat, it gets hot in like Britain and Ireland. Is that a different sort of a heat to you know what you'd get in Spain or Greece or whatever? Yeah, it will be certain differences there, which are you know which calls for the climate. Because if you ever been to somewhere like like you know like like Turkey, like uh, Egypt or Middle East type places, it's very it's hotter there, but it's very dry. Cause obviously, the climate's much more. Dry, whereas here we have a lot more humidity because of our usually uh, wet environment. And humid heat is a lot harder to, to regulate because it sort of follows you indoors. You can't really shut it out. It's, uh, it's, it's omnipresent and it, it affects your ability to sort of get rid of heat, like via sweat or perspiration or like ventilation because it, it sort of clings to you. So this is one of the reasons why heat here is, can be for us a lot less tolerable, a lot less enjoyable. Okay, and and white pe- people with white skin does that does that simply because we have white skin make it more difficult to deal with the heat? Um, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, we suppose we have adapted to a colder climate. Of course, you know, every human originally came from Africa, and they uh, would have had all the adaptations for African climate, and then went further and further afield, and slowly changed in response to the uh, colder, wetter climate that we quote unquote enjoy these days. So. Yeah, there are certain, uh, certain hormonal factors, certain sort of physiological factors. It's all like, quite subtle, but uh, we are more adapted to wetter environments than uh, than uh, and hot and uh, sunny ones. Yeah, are, are we supposed to be just thirty-seven degrees and that's it? Yeah, internally, yeah. Like uh, that's the whole thing about mammals. Like our internal state is um, constant. We have a, we regulate our internal temperatures, which the reptiles don't do. Um, instead of something more complex, so you see like snakes and lizards sunning themselves. They have to get up to. You know, work on temperature so all their internal systems can function, but then they don't need as much energy as us. So you know, it's a, it's a trade-off. Uh, but yeah, so we, internally we need to keep this, this this temperature consistent, and we have all these mechanisms to get rid of heat, sweat, and you know, red skin, flushing, and you know, all all the things we usually rely on, which are hard to do in a humid heat environment. Yeah, and so a lot of people would say this. I would experience it that when it gets very hot, and particularly with the humidity you mentioned. You know, you get a bit lethargic, it's harder to do things. And, and, you know, what's going on in people's bodies that that's the case? Yeah, it's um, obviously because it it comes back to the humidity and the the inability to escape the heat. So normally when we have, like, if it's too cold or too wet, we have ways to uh, sort of compensate for that. If it's too cold, we can put on, uh, you know, heavy clothes and insulation. If it's too wet, we can put on raincoats and put on umbrellas and we can still get things done in those conditions because we have ways to, to counteract the weather, whereas you can't really do that with heat in a country which doesn't have air conditioning standard. And uh, so like our internal our internal system, our body, is using up a lot of energy just maintaining internal temperature because uh, that's almost an active process itself. So if you're spending more energy to stay in at the same internal temperature you need to stay at, you've got less energy to do other things. So every time you move and do something, that produces more heat, which normally isn't a problem in a cold climate, but when it's hot outside, it uh, it, does have, it does take its toll a lot faster. So, yeah, weirdly, um, hot, hot weather can make us more lethargic because 
using up more energy to, to trying to deal with it. Huh. And, and is it just liquid we're using when it gets very hot, or is there anything else going? Um, it's all radiation, actually. Like if, um, with our oh. skin, like we um, we turn red, and it's basically our blood vessels expanding in the skin, then sort of bringing our you know, our internal blood or our hot blood cold, uh, closer to the surface, so we can radiate heat and uh, be cooled by the air, hopefully. And so we have a lot of you know, instinctive biological reflexes to try and cool us down. Uh, but you know, it's respect is a lot of it, unfortunately, for for the laundry industry. But um, that's, that's really our main one. But yeah, we. Um, you know, our bodies do try a lot of different ways to try and get rid of this extra heat that we don't need. Yeah. Now, I haven't said all that, though. Yeah, like in Ireland, where, uh, um, you, you know, you'll meet people who, and, and the heat absolutely kills them. You'll meet other people and, and they'll go, God, it's lovely. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I, I, so there must be, you know, differences in people's physiology, even among, you know, white-skinned yeah. Celts, kind of, that, that makes them yeah. able to deal with it. Oh, totally. Like, there's always will be sort of magnetic matter you've developed in certain ways, which make you, you know, you've got more experience to deal with heat if you've been to hotter places. Or some people just have, you know, a slightly better internal ability to do it, and they struggle more in the cold, for example. Like my wife and I, very different people. She's Indian origin, so she feels the cold very closely. But I'm one of those people who's weirdly, you know, weirdly neutral when it comes to temperature changes, and I think that stems from. Uh, my my teenage years working uh, summer holidays in a sort of a busy Italian restaurant, which involved walking from the open pizza oven to walking freezer like fifty times a day. So I go from like seventy degrees to minus twenty to seventy to minus twenty. My brain just suddenly went, "Oh, I can't deal with. It. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Just do what you want." And I think my body sort of retained that lesson. So I I tend to be okay with temperature changes, but um, that wasn't always the case. Yeah, has is being skinny or not skinny anything to do with it? It can be a factor, yeah. I mean, if you have you know, more body weight and more body mass, you can retain heat more. Um, and skinny people will sort of have a lot, a lot less uh, less distance between the internal body, the core temperature, and the outside. So, uh, you know, but then that means they can feel it faster because like they have no uh, no way to absorb or retain the heat, or also you know, um, the, you know, the fewer they have less surface area to vent it from. So. Yeah, it, it can it can make a difference. I won't say it's like a crucial difference, but you know, they will experience it differently. Yeah, because I, like I read, oh, now whether I don't know if there's any credence or not, this theory that 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 people from hotter regions tend to be taller and skinnier. I mean, there's certainly, certainly something to that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at people who live in like the really cold climates, like the Inuits, they have a lot of sort of a lot more sort of round faces and like sort of fat folds and amongst the eyes to. It's an adaptation to um, extreme cold. You know, like you like look at sea creatures, like you know your whales and your seals and stuff. They have a layer of fatty insulation to keep the temperature in. So there will be a certain degree of that. Yeah, and obviously if you're in a hot climate, then the ability to sort of walk, uh, have less body to and regulate with a wider surface area would lead towards skinny and tallness. But okay, I don't think it's um, no the be all and end all of it. It'll just be trends in one direction or another. Uh, yeah. Most of it will be internal systems. Now, having said all this, like if we have, you know, uh, heat for a few weeks, the vast majority of people will eventually adapt to that, I assume. Yeah, m- most will. But even then it can be, um, it can maybe not, not enough time to be any, any lasting changes. So we've had heat waves here in the last few years. And even if it's been like three or four weeks, um, people, once you have a big storm to break it, people are suddenly very relieved. Um, mm. Well, that tends to make it more humid again, so then they start complaining again. But yeah, you think you need a sort of um, perhaps you might need longer than that. I think it's because when you, you know, when it is hot, you 
it's not like it's one blast of hot and then off and not hot. It becomes like a background noise quite quickly. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to adjust everything to it because obviously you still have to live your life during a heat wave and you're in and out of all different situations. So, yeah, so it, 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 it will get used to it um, to, 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 to a degree. But you know, when you spend many, many years living in the rain and the, the wind and the, and the overcast skies, that will still be your default. So you still will find it unusual for quite some time. Yeah, one of our uh, listeners, Dean, uh, let me read out uh, his text. He says, my wife gets more frisky in the heat. Don't know if it's our hormones heating up or what. I do be exhausted in the hot weather. We assume not just from uh, having to uh, uh, regulate his own body heat, but from perhaps other exertions too. Is that a thing, getting more frisky in the heat? Uh, well, I guess there must be a certain uh, a certain um, credence for that. Then, obviously, people, you know, it's the, the spring and summer periods. People will instinctively associate this with you know, that that particular part of the life cycle. Um, and I think also when people are, you know, when the sun is out and people are will will just be wearing less, so you'll have a lot more uh, cues and stimulation, which uh, tend to tip your mind in that direction. So I can certainly see it being a thing, but I say they have to offset that with the. Um, it's just the general exhaustion that comes from keeping your body uh, at a certain temperature from the heat. So it'll be a trade-off, I'll say that. Yeah. And uh, like climate change in general and things getting uh, getting hotter, uh, I have read uh, this theory that it could um, eventually wipe out ginger people. Uh, is there anything to that? Um, I think that was... Uh, no, I've seen a similar sort of... Uh, if those, um, extrapolations of, you know, just doing a few years the overall population of people went down. And I don't think that was because they were dying out. It was just because, obviously, you know, ginger people marry non-ginger people and recessive genes tend to be expressed less. So you know, if those numbers were carrying on going, then you would probably see a gradual decline. I don't think it's necessarily due with climate change. I think that's just a coincidental thing. I think oh. uh, like the sea levels rise and suddenly ginger people just, just expire <laughs> the street. I think that would be a little bit of a, of a strange occurrence to right. look into that even further. Oh, it's because we're all marrying attractive ginger people. Is that That's really what's going on there. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. you'd, <laughs> you'd recommend that, Dean. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, yes. Of course. Uh, the Irish audience, of course. Yes. <laughs> Dean, thanks a million for talking to us today. That was uh, Dean Bur- Burnett there. He's uh, a neuroscientist, lecturer uh, and author. Uh, one texter says, uh, uh, we aren't Celts. Uh, never have, never will be. That theory put forward by a British man in the 18th century named Edward Lloyd, uh, it has stuck, but no archaeological or genetic evidence exists. And actually, I think there is something to that. I've kind of read about that before, in, in, in certainly in terms of the original inhabitants uh, of Ireland. Weirdly enough, came from Spain, uh, um, where you'd think they'd be. So you'd think we'd be able genetically to deal with the heat, but clearly they must have come from the rainy, uh, miserable part of of Spain. Uh, it's all to do with humidity. I've met Canadians, says this texter, who find uh, Irish winters miserable. Uh, because of the damp cold here. Again, I suppose it's what he was saying there. It's kind of what you're used to. Uh, someone else says, apparently, if you're born in summer, you develop more <clears throat> sweating tendencies in utero. Gosh. So if your child is born in, in, in summer, you get this kind of sweaty baby uh, uh, that appears. And, and uh, It's not just the heat alone, Sean. It's the combination of heat and the very high humidity that makes uh, for such discomfort. Humidity in Ireland rarely drops below 80% uh, and recently has been into the 90s, uh, says this text. So, so, yeah, it's kind of a... It's not a dry heat, it's a kind of a, a, a sweaty heat we have to deal with here. I'm ginger and I love the sun and I can swim too. Be grand, 
uh, says Brendan in Galway, though. He says, there's no sun today, but plenty of water. Uh, good to hear, Brendan. Yeah, it does kind of, certainly on the East Coast here, it kind of feels like it might, well, it is actually forecast to rain, but it, exactly what Dean was talking about. It feels like that kind of break uh, might happen in the weather. Can we build an ark for gingers and perch it on top of the hill of Tara? That's a good idea. Uh, and uh, we're going to start a GoFundMe page for that as soon as this show is over. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.